welcome to Tales from the Polycult, a podcast hosted by two former metas turned arch nemeses turned best friends. Welcome back to Tales from the Polycult. We are now on episode 11. We just keep doing the thing. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm exhausted from the week, but I'm here and it's my weekend. So, yay. It is the opposite of that for me. I have four days of shake there for this show and I will sleep. No, I won't. I have so much to do after that. But it's not Shakespeare related. Um, But yeah. So, I guess we are just both kind of in a boat of everything just keeps happening all the time yes 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 we were and are (laughs) (laughs) it is active (laughs) like yesterday my favorite book series yes um everyone i read children's books uh because they're still full of hope and uh good things and unlike adult literature which is everything sucks and everyone's lying and somebody's gonna die and i'm like I, yeah, i'm aware true. of all those things but <laughs> i'd rather escape into something nicer um so yes. my favorite book series which ended up being my favorite book series because i tried to read it to my children when they were younger and they did not care but then i got hooked on it and six books later i'm like okay i guess it's my favorite book series. uh the school for good and evil middle school oh. uh netflix maybe released yesterday and my whole plan was just to uh drink wine and watch it on our feet and of course that didn't happen like i had therapy and then i had like a bunch of family stuff come up and then i watched it one time but the other adults in my house did watch it with me which actually meant a lot i kind of roped them into it by starting it while we were on the same room and then they all just got kind of entranced and then they watched it with yeah me, and i was like yeah <laughs> but that whole story just to say that I literally planned to just take a whole day off yesterday and it did not it did not happen <laughs> love that love that yeah okay though and my boyfriend's out of town he's been out of town for eight days I'll be back tomorrow it's been nice mine just got back in town from his anniversary trip and now we have our anniversary <laughs> oh, i hate it when you fall so close mine usually be that mine i mean it wasn't necessarily like i thought he was going to do december but i guess he wants to do and we actually started dating which is literally within the same two weeks as him and his wife's anniversary so well, I mean, we Yay. had a few years of that already. Because our anniversary in that quad was two weeks apart. Yeah, that is true. But, you know, because you wanted to be like, I'm not just going to follow in their footsteps. We have to do things on our timeline. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's exactly what it was. Because it would have been closer. And I would have said, nope. And then it was like <laughs> two weeks. And I was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Memories. Good old days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So one of the things that I had to do this week that I still don't think I did right is um, for therapy, I had to write out my relationship expectations. Yes. And I guess um, <laughs> just don't be mean to me isn't <laughs> good enough. <laughs> it was hard. Like I had to Google. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> um and i'm still confused i did i did it and sh- she didn't tell me i did it bad but she also like didn't really comment on it at all and i'm like did she get, eh. give any like requests or suggestions on like expanding it anymore or anything no but then also my life happened so fast all the time that there was like 40 other things to talk about so maybe that was yeah <laughs> I mean, literally, I also had to tell her in the same thing that me and V got into a conflict, but we're also very spur of the moment going to New York in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then also 
I had a breakup. So there was a lot to cover in 40 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, what are your initial thoughts on relationship expectations, Indy? You know... When, when we initially talked about this, I was like, that's probably a good thing to explore. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Definitely don't be mean. But I think one of the things is like actually actively listening is like yeah. a big one for me. Like you have to be actively listening and show interest in my autonomy and growth. Like when yeah. it comes to my mental health and my well-being, that's one, a big one for me. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, it's, that's really important to me for that because I don't, I realize that I don't need someone in my life that really supports stagnance. I need someone that's like, when it comes to relationships, that's also like growing and learning. Yeah. So that's kind of one of my big ones that's a little bit more specific, I guess. Yeah. But it really made me think about how I'm well into being an adult. I've been married. I've been in multiple long-term relationships. Um, multiple decades long relationships at this point and no one's ever been like what do you expect other than you know I mean in monogamy it's like don't sleep with other people but what else is there what do you really know that you're agreeing to right right and even in poly when you have to talk about like all right these are what our guidelines are or whatever that still doesn't necessarily translate into expectations right so it was just it's something that i'm still really kind of struggling with because like my guidelines quote unquote for relationships were be honest and be safe and i guess Mm -hmm. those aren't i guess that's like the the low level bars on the floor requirements no (laughs) you don't say (laughs) (laughs) but like the only other thing that i really like my first instinct to come up with is just like communicate but i mean that also i guess to me that just rolls into be honest but i guess you can be honest and not communicate Uh, i think that one's debatable i don't know if you're not communicating then i would say you're not being honest right yeah, but then that goes into are you lying by omission or not, right? Right. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just, it's what people consider mm-hmm. communicating or, or lying or being honest. So I guess the expectations are that you just sit down and hammer out what you both think something like be honest means, right? Right. Well, see, that's where it's interesting because some people don't have the same views. Like we're we're sitting here like still kind of debating it, even though we are both like kind of very similar when it comes. I mean, we're both poly, you know, so. Yeah. It's the fact that we can sit here and be like, does it? And like (laughs) actually have a debate about it as well. I mean, that's why it's important (laughs) to discuss these things. Right. Um. I realized that on thinking about this, I, as well as the need developments going on with me is, you know, I realized a lot of times people have these expectations for where a relationship is supposed to go. Yeah. And that's where I feel like being poly kind of allows me to kind of open that and not really have to set an expectation for where it's gonna go i think the thing that i got tripped up on is like relationship expectations to me translates into the relationship escalator right there's like levels of seriousness that you go to until you win or get to the top or whatever right? right um 
But I think what it really was asking for is like expectations of how I'm being treated or what I need to feel validated or seen or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like things that I ended up putting were like just like, God, now I'm not going to remember, but like just, you know, be upfront with stuff. Tell me how you feel about things. Consider my feelings when you make decisions, if something's going to affect me or not. And that's kind of across the board, right? If you're going to, you know, go out of town, like think about if it falls on an important day for me or if you should ask me how I feel about it or whatever. There's, And that's kind of stuff that you feel like you shouldn't have to say out loud, right? You shouldn't be like, consider my feelings when you're going about your life, right? I feel like right. that's what yeah. being in a relationship is. Um, right. But I've found that that's not, I guess, as common as I would have thought. Yeah, that's actually the issue that of uh, this guy that is currently texting me, where I guess he was, he did not consider people's feelings and what they were doing, and it's created a whole mess. So, Oof. Yeah. yeah, and not everyone has the same views, and it's, you know, it creates problems if not everyone is on the same page. And yeah, and I'm, I just want to go ahead and state I'm not expecting people to be a mind reader and know exactly how something will affect me or know how I will react to a thing. But as long as there was some kind of consideration, right? Like, even if you were wrong, and then if you don't know, then you ask, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. It's like, I just really just want to feel like people give a shit about me but then there's this thing right where I've been studying relationships and connections and how the brain works and why people do the things that they do for so long that literally someone told me during a fight that I get what I want and it's effortless and I was like, that's why you'll never be like I am because you think it's effortless. And right. it's not that I've just been naturally good at people or socializing or relationships. I'm not super great at relationships, honestly, because I don't think anyone is because everyone is just constantly changing all the time. The best I can say is I'm good at adapting, but... um people I don't know giving me opportunities or whatever like I'm just like if you give a shit about people people will tend to give a shit about you I think is what it right. just boils down to well nurturing um, those really act, like actively nurturing those relationships like at, over time it builds it builds this like trust and it yeah. builds a relationship whether or not it's labeled and yeah. Once you stay consistent with that, it, you know, like you said, it creates, it opens doors that because like you've cared about them, so they're going to care about you. And that's just how, that's, uh, that's how sociology that's how our, works. Yeah. It's <laughs> like our pack bonding mentality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like, people really just want people to, to ask about them, right? Or say, hey man, mm -hmm. like that sucks that you're going through that like it. well and I'm willing bet to bet money whoever said that doesn't have those kinds of relationships shrug emoji <laughs> shrug emoji um and it wasn't and it, it it and I know part of it is because I was socialized in a an emotionally unsafe place where I wasn't exactly parented um and my survival was based on noticing things, um, developing my empathy and being able to read a situation and right. act accordingly. But those are all just things that I learned. Like, it wasn't something that I'm inherently born with. 
So it's not outside of the realm of anyone else learning it. And that's a thing that like, I think a lot of people don't get is a lot of things that we view as like personalities or talents or whatever. They're still just skills. They're just like Mm -hmm. skills that you learn subconsciously throughout life. But that doesn't mean that they're not skills that you can't learn on purpose. Right. And that is why I read self-help books <laughs> all I mean, the time. Of things, right? And, and there's things that can be used for bad, right? There's like the, the pickup artist things of the 90s, right? Like they taught you those skills, like in a really gross and for selfish reasons kind of way. But like you can look up like how to be charismatic on YouTube and it tells you like there's mm-hmm. just lists. Like there's in, there's videos, there's instructions of like how to be likable. And if you are bad at certain parts of social interactions, there's stuff with like how to remember names. If you literally can't remember names, like mm-hmm. there are so many resources at your fingertips. Right. <laughs> I've and, I've read a few books about like emotional intelligence and um like just learning about where your emotions come from. And it's like the way that I've developed my social skills is just resources. <laughs> resources the are fantastic. Is great. And people people think that I can do anything. But literally what I can do is I can Google shit. Like and the, right. <laughs> Google is so good because you can just put in like the dumbest question you possibly would be afraid to ask a person. And Google's, here you go. Someone else has already asked this Mm -hmm. really dumb question. And here's the answers that they got. Like, And here's the scientific articles to back it up and 10 videos to explain it in like like you're five. (laughs) And I I treat the world like I'm five because I don't assume that I know everything. And I'm like, also, I'm a little bit afraid of coming off as being dumb. But do I want to say this out loud? Oh, maybe I'll cut this part out. But, okay, so, like, I'm going to New York for the first time. I'm going to get to go to Broadway. I've never been. I'm also, I might get to go to a famous person party, maybe. And I don't know what to do. Like, I literally, this week, have Googled what to wear to a Broadway, like, performance. (laughs) And also, what to do at a famous person party. like. (laughs) <laughs> I just I have a good idea of what to do but it's like also like gathering information mm-hmm. doesn't hurt anybody right like right so yeah I googled dumb stuff like I've googled like toilet go glove glove and got an answer <laughs> for what I needed like just google shit that's the that's the point of this little See, I'm laughing. Of, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard because I literally do that all of the time. All of the time. Like, Constantly. The answers are there. And then if you don't immediately get an answer, you probably will get directed closer to the answer. And then you can Google something mm-hmm. closer to what you need. Like Right. Yeah. But it's we have all of the information. Like all of it. It's all there all of it it really is like if there's an app for that as well like I have so many reading apps like I have an app like uh I don't know if I've told you about this one it's scribbed oh my or cat cast on that one and we we both have it and I've read so many books like it's so useful and I've started getting my books from there and then if I can't find the specific one I'm looking for then I'll go to Audible or Amazon <laughs> yeah I thought about canceling it because I was getting a little low on the money side and then I just went in there I'm like I have 73 books that I need to read but yes yeah and there's a lot of scientific articles in there as well that I've found that are really useful yeah it's been it's been a good uh, resource as well. And also books. Like, I've read so many books. I've read so many books. And there are books out there for stuff. Like, I've literally read 
books for how to be in relationships with people who have been in, who had abusive childhoods. I've read books about how to be with people who have bipolar disorder. Like I've had read books about how to be with people who are on the autism spectrum. And then like how I've read tons of books about how to manage your own ADD and someone else's. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to put the effort into trying to understand someone else or social like things better you can like it's not like just a secret talent that you can't break into it's it's like i tell everybody like brain hacks are dumb they're so dumb that you don't believe that they work and that's kind of how social currency works too it's so easy that you don't believe that's the answer right and most of the time the answer is just genuinely give a shit about what someone else is doing yeah and i guess not in a way that you're trying to capitalize on right like it's like the genuine part is i just want to know what's important to you yeah. Not, I want to know how you can help me, like, yeah. or how what you're doing can be my, like, I, my advantage. It's like whenever, like, the one of the people that run the Shakespeare here, um, we are literally two of the most different people in the world. Um, we would not interact if not for this one shared interest. And I just walk up and I'm like, what's an album that I should listen to? And he was like, I have no idea what your music tastes are. And I was like, that doesn't matter. Like, I just want to know what's important to you. What do you think is an album everyone should listen to? And then this man is so adorably awkward and 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 hopefully I don't know if he'll hear this ever, but um, uh, we, we suspect maybe a little autistic. Um <laughs> but by the end of it, I had three um, to listen to. Um, but just for everyone else, the first one that he gave me that he doesn't even particularly like, but he thinks is probably the best record that was ever made, is um, the Who album that has uh, whichever song says we don't get fooled again or something. I don't do titles, but um, yeah, <laughs> apparently that's in his opinion. This man has an insane number of books and albums. That's what he thinks is the best album that's ever been made. (laughs) I'll have to go give that one a listen again. And anything by John Prine, which John Prine is, I'm finding, I feel like he was maybe more of a, he was that kind of um, almost outlaw country that's kind of like a bit humorous. Like I think now it would be categorized as like a comedy music thing. Ah. But like less depressing than Johnny Cash. Like maybe like have to message these to me again so that I can look them up. But like the song, the album that I'm listening to, I've listened to about half of it. And like most of them put me in the mindset of the Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue. So it's like that kind of vibe to it. I like Johnny Cash. (laughs) That's fun. I wasn't expecting to talk about music stuff, but we're a little rambling today, but that's okay. That's fine. Music is good. So I guess like my relationship expectations are um, genuinely give a shit about what about my feelings and what I'm doing yes and I I guess mine was overall the same thing basically I think my problem is I try to oversimplify things right it's like yeah I feel like people don't listen so like I need to make it very like succinct like it needs to fit (laughs) like on a greeting card (laughs) but I guess I probably should just my relationship expectation should be you'll put more effort into understanding what I need than a greeting card summary, right? Yeah. 
I think another big one for me is I just thought of uh, respecting others is really is really important. Like how you treat everyone around you, not just me, but everyone around you. Yeah, but the basic human decency isn't like a great like bar right. either. I know, right? It's crazy. I mean, my boyfriend now, he's ve- he's just very polite to like our uh the our wet wait staff at restaurants. Mm-hmm. He's just always so polite and like very endearing and I'm like that is that is very attractive. Keep doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that's the I think that's the lesson cuz Cass got the same homework. Um, yeah, and I think that what we were supposed to learn is just that um, we we have very low bars for people, and maybe we should have higher bars. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still working on that one. Still working on. <laughs> and, and anybody else who listens, um, if you have any idea what your relationship expectations are or if it makes any more sense to you email us or message us on instagram yeah or something maybe maybe someone else out there knows it better knows knows better (laughs) than us i'm sure a ton of people out there know better than us we're just the ones with the recording equipment and the balls to put it out there on the internet yeah right exactly oh yeah. I'm trying to Where think we of going others, now? maybe. It's, it's hard. It's, um, it is. Well, don't don't stab me in the chest. <laughs> I, I think uh, it kind of goes along the lines of, like, respecting others, but I want, I want them to find importance in my relationships with others. Like, it's important to me that my partner's, like, support my friendships and want to they care about the people that I care about yeah I think that that's important I don't I don't want somebody that I'm with to hate another person that I'm with I just don't I am not about that energy and I guess coming along with that is I don't I don't I don't really want to be in the middle of conflict like yeah my boyfriend doesn't share with me his conflict with his with his wife and i i don't want to be involved in that you know that's yeah. i feel like that's probably a big one for me as well is not bringing others into your like negative drama i don't even want to yeah. call it drama because i mean it's important stuff that yeah. needs to be taken care of, but it should be dealt with within the relationship and not yeah, bringing like other personal parties conflict. into it. It's just not, I am not about that either. Yeah. I have a hard time with that one because everything in my life is just so overlapped. Like, it is yeah. so hard. Yeah. Um, and I tend to be, like, a, a mediator. And then... I run into not having anyone that can mediate for me. Yeah. So, like, when I talk to someone about an issue, I typically just end up getting, like, my side validated instead of someone trying to balance it. And I'm just like, ah. And now that person dislikes this other person, but that's not what I was going for. Right. So. And it's hard when you're, like, like, you, like... You're also like in the same living space together. So, yeah. Like that can, I get it. And trust me. <laughs> Cause, you know, yeah. used to li- live, I used to live, live in it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's one thing that that's was... because of that. It's because of yeah. that that I'm like, I don't, I put, I, I'm, I'm going to go to the other room. Yeah. Cause I don't want in this. <laughs> and I mean that's like both of the ways that we go about it is fair it's just what works for both of us yeah. and like I do I mean, have who a knows? Bit... I might end up in a situation in the future where it's like that becomes like an issue and I can't really I don't I may not have control over it that's 
that's going to have to be a bridge I cross when I get there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of all you can do, right? Everything is like fluctuating all the time and growing yeah. and evolving and situations are changing. But I don't know. Relationship expectations. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like asking me to talk about like quantum physics. I, I can vaguely understand what you're telling me about it, but if you leave me on my own, I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> so I need adult supervision. I do. I need some. But speaking of adult supervision and relationship expectations, I guess, like this is the thing that um, I'm, I'm super proud of. Um, one of my children is about 15-ish and they are, they have a cute little um, like relationship with another 15-ish year old person. Um, mm-hmm. And a couple of days ago, like my door, they knock on one of, on my bedroom door or on my door and open the door and they like walk in and they're just like, there's an emotion that I, I can't place immediately. Um, and they, they asked to talk and it was like, it ended up, they kind of like started to break down and they're just like, basically their partner and their best friend like each other. And they wanted to bring it to them about having a hierarchical poly relationship. And they were kind of panicking. And they just really needed to talk to me. Um, you know, the yeah. authority <laughs> on the <laughs> subject. Um, it was it was so refreshing because while they were kind of panicked it was I mean I still panic sometimes when someone that I'm with is hey there's this other new thing and then I'm just like (gasps) okay we're gonna gonna breathe um and I mean they're 15 so like everything is big when you're 15 um yeah but then it came down to the friend wanted to come and get both of them and take them both to dinner so they could all talk about it. And if anybody was uncomfortable, then like nothing would come of it. And like, they just really wanted everybody to be okay. And they wanted everybody to be on the same page. And it was just so refreshing that A, they were talking about all of this instead of, you know, like the typical teen high school, like, talk behind your back and then break up and you know date eat different people or whatever and then also that they were willing to come to me immediately to get advice and that's all I've ever really wanted with my kids is just to give them a safe place to talk about whatever they're going through um and so like I was simultaneously like my heart was just aching because (laughs) they were so anxious, but also so proud because like they were communicating and trying to name their feelings and try to figure out where like the, the anxiety came from and what they wanted to do about it. And so, um, they came and they had dinner and then they came back and this is like another level of like insanity. They came back and they're like, oh, well, we all like each other, but we're going to give it some time and let everyone process everything before we do anything about it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I love that so much. And I'm just sitting here going... You are so adult, and I ninety nine percent of the adults I know can't do this. Yeah, and probably the ones I know that can do it can't even do it that as well as you have done it. Like, yeah, it was, it was so good. I don't know. It's just like I'm that's so pretty proud impressive. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I, yeah, so. it's, it's exciting. Yeah, especially really when it's being handled in such a mature way, really. Yeah, I'm just like I've I've done 
something, right? <laughs> I guess. And my oldest one also talks to me about relationships. They're not, they don't want to be poly, but they're very much a, what I do is going to depend on who I like am into. So like, they're not yeah. averse to it, but they're not seeking it. And then they're like, and that's been across the board. They're like, out. and when I ask if like they want kids, they're like, I guess it'll depend on what my partner wants. I'm just like, well, that's good unless, like, you're just going to do whatever they want. Like, Right. So we'll it's see. It's good to be open, but you got to know what you want, to at yeah. some point. But, yeah. Like, I like that's that they so both That's so exciting. Yeah, I was really proud. <laughs> Maybe there's hope for the world. <laughs> These kids are I don't know, this this next, this in general, this whole next generation just really impresses me with their, like, maturity, just based on my friends' kids in general. Yeah. But yeah. That's really guess, exciting like, about your kids. I'm, I'm, like, I didn't say a whole lot, but that's really, I'm really, I'm really excited about that with your kids. They're, they're great. It was insane. I was just like, so I was just sitting there going, this is, what do you need me for? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, like y'all, y'all there, I don't it. even know if I would have, I wouldn't have been able to even process that probably at that age. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, besides being raised in a poly house, like just being raised in a poly house wouldn't give them that, that level of communication like right. ability it's because we've talked like and i've treated them like people with feelings and thoughts and ideas their whole life um right and i have made it a point that their side of things matter and that i want to know how they think and feel about stuff um and i don't I tell a line with them because one of the things that I told them is that I know that it was, it's scary to, to be in this position. It's scary to think that, you know, like your partner might decide not to be with you. But I'm also like, one thing I'm going to tell you is that the people who are supposed to stay are going to stay. And the other thing is the people I thought I couldn't live without when I was 15, I don't even know where they are anymore. Yeah. Like, so I, it, but I do understand that it feels big. And I, I literally said out loud, I do understand this feels big right now. Mm-hmm. It's very scary and very new, but you're also 15. And yeah, when you're 30, like, there are things that come up in my Facebook memories from like last year where I'm like, I'm literally going to die. This is so horrible. And I'm like, I don't even know what that was about. Like, I don't. Right. Why was I going to die on October 26th in 2017? I don't know. But yeah. yeah so I was and I remember I remember my first breakup. Like, I remember talking to my mom. And I was actually looking through pictures recently and I found a picture from that night where I remember talking to my mom because I just had this like meltdown because I thought that like my boyfriend at the time, who was my first boyfriend, was going to break up with me. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life if this happens. And I know it's probably (laughs) going to happen because I am 16, you know, and right. I was just panicked. I was completely panicked. And you know what? We did break up. And you know what else? We're still actually really good friends on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, it took a while to get there. But yeah. now, I mean, I know where he is and I know what he's doing these days. But, you know, it's not, he is not the same, like, he's not the same person that he was then and he is also not the same person in my life that he was then so yeah yeah but yeah anyway man I don't know life is so much there's so much that goes on but it's always so much calmer right like 
I have a lot. But no one's spinning out. It's like yeah, I've been through. Though. I mean, okay, so like, it's like in Las Vegas and we had pretty, I don't know the word for it. It was stopped. Like we had a, a notable conflict, I guess. Like, um, I wouldn't label it like a fight or even say it was like intense or anything. Like it was important. It was an important conversation um, in which we were both frustrated with each other. Um, but there wasn't any fear in it on my side, at least. And I don't think that there was really on his side either. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we were, we were almost a whole country apart. Like he's out of town for work. I was literally at Shakespeare. So I was literally at work and we both continued to function um, right. we both got through what we had to get through. Um, and then I just went through a breakup with my long distance partner, not for any like bad reason. It's just, we have a topic that we seem to be incompatible on the, not topic, but like a facet of yeah our relationship slash personalities um and that also wasn't a big no one there was no arguing there was no staying up until 3 a.m there was no like having to defend yourself for your feelings or whatever so it's like it's weird to be I don't know what the word is. I want to go with stable, but I don't know if that's the right word. I think that I think that gives the wrong implication. I mean, it sounds like it's pretty peaceful. Yeah, it's to just be in a situation where people are able to communicate without blame. Yeah. Or, like, contempt is, it's interesting. Yeah. It's nice. (laughs) I would hazard to say it is nice. Um, It feels like we can evolve without conflict, I guess. I mean, not even without conflict, but... Without our whole lives turning upside down because of one, like, potential conflict. Like, yeah. It's nice to be able to, oh, this is the thing that I was going to get into. Um, Something that I've developed is I consider anger... I understand that it's an emotion and I understand that it's labeled as an emotion. But personally, for me, I've labeled it as a defense mechanism um, that covers up a vulnerable feeling. So if you're going to come at me angry, I'm going to need you to tell me what's underneath it, right? We can work on it. If you're just like, no, I'm just angry, I'm going to be like, well, I can't help you with that. Like, I can't. But if you tell me that you're scared or you're hurt or you're annoyed or you're irritable, like... There's a there's a thing on the internet um, is a, a a motion wheel I think, and it has five basic emotions and they're like happy, sad, angry, and a couple of other things. Um, and then there's secondary emotions, and then there's tertiary emotions, and it just it kind of like wheedles it down into like where is this actually coming from? What is your base like issue? I found it. I just looked it up. My yeah. computer's right here. Yeah. I've seen this before, but I hadn't like really looked at it. And I think it's really interesting. It's like that book I was telling you about, um, uh, uh, Alice of the Heart. It goes into this specifically and where like anger comes from 
Yeah, it goes into betrayed, resentful, disrespected, ridiculed, indignant, violated, furious, jealous. Yeah, it's a lot of different. It's crazy how so many can be like narrowed down. But yes, that's kind of like I was telling my therapist that that I don't accept like anger as like a a valid response anymore. Like I I read it as a defense mechanism. So if like you're you're coming at me angry or you're angry about something, then we're going to if you can't tell me. If you won't work with me or you can't tell me like anything more than I'm just angry, I'm really just, well, I can't do anything about that. I can't fix angry like I can fix disrespected or I can fix irritated mm-hmm. you know maybe not 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 fix but you know we can work on where that is coming from but if you just want to be angry then be angry somewhere else <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that like it's not it's like I was saying to a friend of mine like earlier today it's like not your it's not really your burden to bear that's their their emotions are their their thing but I mean like I think like it's like it's that's an emotional maturity thing right or like our emotional mm-hmm. evolution because it's like the, the on the wheel like the top five or whatever like those are like what you learn in kindergarten right it's mm-hmm. like angry mad happy tired or something whatever I don't know what the mm-hmm. other two are but And then as you get older and like you kind of understand how to manage those top five emotions or whatever, then you start learning how they branch off into like different, more complex emotions. And then once you get through like those, like the understanding of those things, like you kind of learn that there's even more specific nuances to it right like in the mm-hmm. closer you can get to where it's really coming from the more you can do to manage it or to rectify the situation that's causing it or you can even just explain yourself better because i mean even happy is broken down into joyful elated so you know stuff like mm-hmm. that um content it's like me and i think Emotion, talking about emotions is something that me and our ex really butted heads on a lot because, like, I would use upset to mean any kind of negative feeling. And he didn't agree with that definition of the word upset. So we would immediately argue for multiple hours on what the definition of, on whether or not he was actually upset or not. Um when he was yeah. like angry or you know whatever it's like the word then, like i and i know what you mean like you're make you're trying to make it more palatable so it doesn't cause that or i but, didn't know right if he's just acting in a way um that is not coming off positive i don't know what that emotion means right because a lot of his emotions negative emotions did present as anger mm-hmm. and so i don't know if you're disappointed or like up or like mad or like you stubbed your toe 10 minutes ago and i'm unaware right so i just went you seem upset and then that was the wrong thing um but also like we thought about the word content right because I would, I, I'm happy being content. Mm-hmm. Like, I can be happy and, and just be content. And he read being content as being stagnant. And I was like, that's not You're right. what I mean. And also not, I don't think how that definition works either. But, right. um, I don't know. So, I really like the emotion wheel. That's, that's the whole. Yeah. <laughs> point of that and it's like if if you can't get past the first five ones on the wheel then maybe you should really i don't know think about that because that's a very kindergarten level of understanding what's going on inside yeah Yeah. so emotional intelligence is important for your relationships that's what we're getting at
whether you're poly or not. Oh, for sure. And it's I, I, I feel like maybe we need to bang on that a little bit more about how the things that we talk about, like emotional intelligence, relationship expectations, um, relationship agreement, like talking about, you know, feelings, like all of these things benefit every relationship, not just poly relationships, but monogamous relationships. But also relationships between you and your friends and you and your kids and maybe you and your parents mm-hmm. if you can get them to talk to you about emotions, which really not been sometimes that's not possible. Successful. No judgment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um so these are just like like I was saying earlier, social contract, social implication, social networking, social socialness is it's not it's a thing you can learn like you just have to do the work and i think that's yeah it's not the hard work is understanding yourself right but like the hard work isn't like connecting to other people that's easy because people just want to be heard like right and half the time you don't even have to understand it you just have to be like wow i hear you and Mm -hmm. they're just like wow someone listens that's really all it takes Mm -hmm. um but you're even better at it if you can, like, springboard off of that and they'll know a deeper understanding. Right. Um, well, you have to understand yourself in order to be able to give someone that kind of connection to begin with anyways. So, which is something yeah. that I've struggled with. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't have a lot of examples. We didn't have a lot to, to mirror or yeah, whatnot. Um, so, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I don't know, but I do have to pee. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, um, maybe eventually we'll sound like we know what we're talking about in, yeah. in an authority way. Probably not. We're just here to make everybody else feel less alone. We just want to see where this goes. I mean, that's kind of how that's I live fun. life. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. All right. I guess till next time. Yeah. It was fun, guys. Next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for checking us out. Don't forget to follow us on our socials. Just search Polycult on Instagram and Twitter. That's Polycult, P-O-L-Y-C-V-L-T. You can also shoot us an email at polycultpodcast at gmail.com or just leave us a rating wherever you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Polycult. This has been Indy and Jay, and we'll see you next time.